and welcome to Career Alchemist Podcast. My name is Tiana Burek, and I'm a career and business alignment coach. I help impact-driven professionals create careers tailor-made to their potential using the power of human design. In this podcast, you will hear interviews with entrepreneurs and professionals who have successfully created their non-linear careers and hear lessons learned along their journey through the lens of their human design. If you're ready to become the alchemist of your career, join us. Welcome to another episode of Career Alchemist Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about health and wellness for entrepreneurs and corporate ambitious professionals. And my guest today is Vesna Rysdale. Vesna is a certified integrative health and nutrition coach. And in this episode, I want you to meet her, to hear her story, how she started her own business and how she's helping companies change the way they treat their employees' health. Vesna, welcome. Thank you so much, Tiana. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Can you please start off with telling us your professional story and journey and how did you get to the point you are in today? Yes, I would love to. Thank you. So I've always loved health and medicine. And when I was younger, I would always play a doctor and then As you know, I'm originally from Eastern Europe, from Bosnia, and there in high school, we get to pick our course. So I already picked medical high school, and then the war happened, and we had to leave our beautiful country as war refugees. And I came to the U.S., and I studied biology pre-med. And then living in Boston, Massachusetts, I worked for a lot of the well-known healthcare mecca hospitals, Mass General Hospital, MIT, Brigham and Women's, and I got into clinical research. And that really fascinated me because I thought, well, I want to do cutting edge medicine, but I don't really want to be a doctor because it feels like you are just in school most of your career. So clinical research actually led me to start my first job as a clinical research associate at a small therapeutics company in Boston, which then led me to work for a larger pharma company. And I had spent 23 years doing clinical research, bringing different drugs for different types of treatments to those in need. And then um, do you want me to talk about how I switched into health and nutrition? Yes, please. You okay. worked in pharmaceutical industry. So how how yes. did change the nutrition and health coaching? Yes, a bit um, of a pendulum swinging from one side to the other. But during uh, COVID, I was working on the COVID vaccines, and it really felt at that time even more prevalent how much our lifestyle in terms of health and nutrition is really important to our well-being and what we actually put in our mouths when we open the refrigerators, when we go outside, the people we're surrounded by, those in my surroundings who take care of their health, including myself, it seemed like they weren't really affected as much by the pandemic as those that maybe weren't taking good care of themselves. And so I really delved into the integrative, which is really a holistic way of looking at health and looking at food as medicine. And I pursued a certificate through the Integrative Institute for Nutrition. I got my certificate while I was still at my corporate job and began coaching. And it just took off from there. I had a lot of clients that 
attained amazing results from weight loss to really balancing their hormones to improving their sleep and even their relationships and, and other aspects of their life. And then I decided that I am being called to do this work and I made the leap into entrepreneurship. And as of March earlier this year, I exited formally the corporate to focus 100% time on my business, which is Nourished Alive, where I get to do the work I love to do every day. So congrats on taking the leap and creating this journey for yourself and for your clients. So one thing I would like you to tell us about is how your approach is different to just like a common nutritionist and working with a dietitian. Yeah, so actually coaches are quite different from even therapists and nutrition coaches are different from dietitians. A nutrition coach does not prescribe meal plans, whereas a dietitian would and can, and that's what they're qualified to do. A, a health and nutrition coach really teams up with a physician, with a medical doctor that you may go to who tells you, okay, you need to lose weight, or we're going to have to put you on statins, or you need to change your diet, or we're going to have to do heart surgery or whatever the case may be. But you may not know, well, how do I lose weight? And what do I do? It's been really hard. And that's why teaming up with a coach is very helpful, because we work in alignment with your physician and really on your lifestyle and your diet. My approach is specifically integrative. So there are four components of health, which are our relationships, career, physical activity, and spirituality. So if you think about having a really busy day and you come home and open your fridge and you want to eat that chocolate cake, but really, if you pause and just take a moment and breathe, you might realize that hey, I really just need a hug or I wish I could just talk to someone about my day. So it's much deeper. And so what my signature coaching style is really delving deep into your intuitive knowing, which is what deeply nourishes us on such a deeper level. And when we feel nourished on a physical level, spiritually, in our relationships, in our careers, we really can come alive. Hmm. Amazing. And can you tell us, because I know a lot of people would, um, just from the first thought, expect from a health and nutrition coach, as you said, like what the dietitians do, prescribe you the diet and like tell you what to do, but your approach is different because you're focused on this intuitive eating. So can you please explain like what intuitive eating is in like a common day and like, how does it work? How do you transition someone to nourish themselves in an intuitive way? Yes, absolutely. That's such a great question. Thank you. So really intuitive nourishment, as I like to call it, is if you envision a scale that has a zero in the middle and a negative 10 on one side and a positive 10 on the other side. If you in this moment can just connect with your body and say, okay, where am I on this intuitive hunger scale or nourishment scale? Am I at a negative 10 where I'm literally about to pass out because I have not eaten for days? Or am I over on a plus 10 where I'm just so overstuffed, think uh, maybe Thanksgiving meal? We shouldn't be on either side. It's really somewhere between a negative two and a positive two. So first thing is that most of us haven't felt hungry for a long time, maybe years. I think we eat even when we're full. At least this is in developed countries, the case still, definitely. 
And so it's important to just check in and actually identify your own three physical hunger cues. For me, it's lightheadedness, my stomach is grumbling, and I get hangry in quotes. So I'm not a happy person to be around. And it's important to know what your hunger cues are because oftentimes we will uh, reach for food because it's 12 o'clock and we're meant to have lunch, but we may not be hungry at all. So checking in with yourself intuitively may mean that you don't typically eat breakfast because you're not someone that's hungry in the mornings. And so intermittent fasting, as I like to call it, intuitive intermittent fasting may come easy to you because it's intuitive. You don't crave breakfast in the morning where someone else is typically hungry in the morning, they have maybe a higher resting metabolic rate, whatever the case may be. So really the intuitive nourishment is individual to you. We're all bio-individually different and understanding what your own physical hunger cues are. I would recommend at least coming up with three and using those as a filter before you go and grab food or drinks each time or when you might be already at a plus two full, not to go all the way to a plus 10 and just practice that. And that alone has helped so many of my clients lose weight. And it's actually quite easy because again, it is intuitive to each individual person. But how how do you recommend and how do you help your clients go from this, I don't want to call it like a program eating, but we have been programmed to eat in a certain way. Or, or let's say like if you're working in a corporate, your lunch break is around 12 o'clock. That's when you're going to have your lunch, even though you might not be hungry or you have like some lunch and learn. So yeah, that's the, the only time you can eat. So we've been pretty much programmed to what type of food we eat, how we eat, etc. based on our family expectations, based on the environment. So how do you help someone transition from this program conditioned way of eating into really tapping into their intuitive style and something that nourishes their body from within? Yeah, that's such an excellent question, because I think so many of us can relate to that. Because yes, that is the reality that we live in. But The one thing that I add to my coaching practice is the actual aspect of coaching, which means that all of our thoughts are creating our feelings. So we may feel unpleasant if we choose not to eat lunch with our coworkers. And it's a thought that is creating that unpleasant feeling. What are they going to think of me? I'm going to be the outsider or they're going to think I'm picky or I have all of these dietary restrictions. And that feeling makes us eat. So the thoughts create feelings. The feelings drive us to take action. And that produces a specific result, which is you keep gaining weight, you stay the same weight, or you lose the weight. So it really actually is about owning your own health reclaiming your own healing power to get coached on cleaning up your thoughts, which are creating your feelings to take the empowerment back where you can say, for me, for example, I don't typically eat dinner late in the evenings, even though it's family time. And so what I do is I choose to sit with my family and I enjoy a cup of tea. I'm still part of the conversation. I don't really have those thoughts. What are they going to think? Am I not being part of the family? Why am I not eating? Why am I eating at a weird schedule? The truth is that you need to really get in touch with what is working for you and what is unique to you. And that is really where the healing lies. And that's the intuitive aspect. So it's the coaching that helps you clean up your thoughts, which create your feelings, which drive your actions. And that's why you are where you are, because really today you are where you are because of the decisions you made yesterday. 
Exactly. Yes. And I love, and this is something that we touched upon before we started recording as according to your human design, you're a calm eater. So this means that you are not designed to be well nourished if you're in a very nervous setting where there's a lot of things going on, if you're on the go, if you're in a busy restaurant. So this is really like how you intuitively tapped into finding your own style of eating. And then when you're sitting with your family, where there's a chaos and like kids to be, to be served dinner uh, for you, that's a chaotic environment where you cannot be properly nourished in your calm digestion way. So this is very powerful. And why I'm pointing out this human design part is because when we're living in alignment with ourselves and human design is one of the modalities that helps us understand this, we can even without knowing our human design tap into our alignment if we're very intuitively aligned and attuned to what we really need. But the whole noise from outside and this conditioning, this is what you should be eating, how you should be eating is this conditioning and expectations of our behaviors that shapes our decisions, as you said from yesterday, that shape our behavior to today. So how do you recommend or what are some of the tools tips that have helped you or maybe you're like by nature you're more intuitively inclined but some clients who are very much into their mind logic like overwhelmed with this outside noise to tap into their intuition and not just this doesn't reflect only the eating style but also reflects anything else where you can intuitively understand and assess what is it that you truly need in life. Yeah. So I'll give you one example of a client or, you know, many of my clients that I actually ask, but this one comes to mind specifically is I like to ask my clients, what is a meal that you used to have in your childhood or when you were surrounded by your family that just left you feeling so nourished? For me, I'll share being from Bosnia, we have this meal that's like a bean stew. It's called grah or pasuit. And you eat it with a salad, a fresh salad, and yes, bread. And when I tell people bread, there's many different things. Carbs make us gain weight and they're high in sugar and I can't eat bread. And that's fine. You don't have to. I'm not suggesting it for you, but I'm inviting you to ask yourself, what is it for you? In many cultures, the foods are combined in a way that they complement each other, like rice and beans go together. And really knowing what is that meal that left you feel nourished is a great place to start because it allows you to reconnect to that part of yourself that was in your childhood when there wasn't conditioning quite yet, or maybe from the society later in the years. And knowing what that feels like in your body is a very empowering feeling that you can use as a barometer to make decisions for yourself. So that would be a, a place that I would say start to kind of explore what does it feel like, or if you don't know, maybe just become more attuned as you are eating different meals what actually feels good on your body so many of us continue to eat things that make us feel bloated and constipated and just you know cause acne and give us brain fog and we know they're not good for us but we just outsource our own authority to people who tell us oh you should fast oh you should do keto you should do this well i invite you to ask yourself what actually feels good for you because you're by individually different from Tiana, from myself, from anyone else, even within your own family, which is why it's really important to initiate that dialogue with yourself. And that's why a coach can be very helpful because good quality questions 
is what the coach will ask you and good quality questions lead to good quality answers. I love this. And like right on the spot, I can really see the impact of this because this question is, I, I was trying as you were talking, I was trying to remember like, what are the, what are the meals that left me nourished? And in human design, my appetite, my right eating is like a very like primal eating, like no food that is cooked heavily, like mixed. So it's like simple ingredients. So which is completely opposite from the culture I come in. So and that's what I noticed once I moved to US, how all these heavily cooked uh, spiced meals like don't feel nourishing to me and then I'm just recalling like a situation where I was picking some vegetables from the garden of my grandmother so I'm like that that's like when I felt nourished so really this is a powerful powerful question that I want the listeners to really tap into and and remember and like tapping into our childhood is so powerful because that's where we were least conditioned and very much intuitive then let us know like because you're working with professionals who are busy who are working in corporate and usually like when they're like in a rush and you have like back-to-back meetings and you haven't done the meal prep like in a perfect world like what is it that you suggest someone can do when you know like there's a busy week ahead of you you haven't prepped and how can you nourish yourself so you don't just take like the snacks or quick bites or some junk food and wait, wait until you're like on that scale of like minus something to to grab onto this what what's your advice yeah another good question because I get this question a lot from my corporate clients I coach executives and c-suite leaders who are very very busy and oftentimes are traveling a lot and that brings other complexities to it so a couple of general rules that I like to share with them for them to try and implement is to always start with vegetables whenever possible And that looks like going to a restaurant and you can pass bread basket, which they intentionally bring because it spikes your glucose and then it drops in time to the ordered dessert. It's perfectly designed. So start with vegetables, maybe just a simple salad. Or if there isn't one, you could ask for steamed vegetables or grilled vegetables. I enjoy always asking the waiter if the chef could prepare something that is seasonal and fresh. And most times it is well received because chefs are creative and they are in this business because they love to create meals and they're more than happy to do it. So vegetables first is the first one. The second one is to hydrate yourself. I have so many clients that say, oh, I just drink tea or I drink coffee throughout the day and that's their only form of liquid which may sound crazy but I think more people than not are doing this or they're getting a really sweetened beverage first thing in the morning which will completely mess up your glucose that's not what you want to enter into your body at first the other thing is while traveling I suggest fasting because our body absorbs food very differently at higher altitudes and we're already surrounded by so many toxins there's different energy from different people just lots of viruses and bugs and everything floating around so your body is not there to really digest it's just there to keep you performing and doing what you need to do. So I actually really enjoy fasting when I'm traveling. I might have a black coffee or I might just have some water. Actually, mineral water is wonderful because it already, so seltzer water because it already has some minerals in it. So fasting is easy while traveling. It also helps you adjust to different time zones. If you're in the office, I just say reconnect with yourself and ask yourself before you grab that snack or even if you have grabbed that bag of chips, like, do I actually want this? Or am I just 
stressed out right now because I've been sitting in this chair for eight hours and my body is not designed to do this. And could I instead just get up and stretch? Could I instead just go over by the window and look outside for a minute? Just getting that daylight into our eyes is very, very important for healthy hormones and that natural circadian rhythm. So those are just some tips that are very practical and simple and work for most of my clients. And that really helps create a domino effect that improves your sleep and your appetite and all the other um, health benefits that you get from it. So I hope that's helpful. Thank you. Very, very helpful. Thank you for sharing all these tips. And let us know because it's it's not easy to just even like you shared some very helpful tips. It's not easy to do this work on your own. And that's why coaching exists. So can you tell us like how you work with clients and what is the best way for people to reach out and connect with you and hear more about your work? Yeah, so I actually offer one-on-one coaching and I specialize in coaching executives and C-suite leaders and that's through my corporate wellness. But I also make it accessible really for anyone to work with a coach just through my one-on-one coaching program. So that program is actually six months long because we have seen that it actually takes longer than just 21 days to create a healthy habit. You can create it, but to really maintain it long-term, it does take a little bit of a longer time. So it's really an investment in your health and well-being long-term. And that program is six months long. We meet twice a month. It's 12 sessions in those six months, so two sessions per month. And you get personalized recommendations that fit your lifestyle and your specific dietary needs or whatever things we need to take into account that are unique to you. And for corporations, like I mentioned, I work specifically with their leadership team to help them foster a healthy well-being environment by demonstrating starting with them as the leaders to the rest of the team and the rest of the company that health and happiness are important for performance and optimal living. So those are the two ways you can work with me. Amazing. Thank you, Vesna, so much. I will leave the information to contact you in the link to this episode. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation and you have shared so many valuable insights and I would advise the our listeners to reflect on their intuitive nourishment and to explore more of this type of nourishing their bodies and their uh, consequentially their professional life through it. Thank you, Vesna. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Career Alchemist Podcast with Tiana Burek. If you like this episode, please share it with a fellow career alchemist or leave us a review. If you'd like to learn how to build a thriving career or business by your human design, sign up for the free training and the link in this episode. For additional resources, please visit careeralchemist.com.